Caution. Learning in progress. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of Smarter Every Season. Hopefully my voice sounds familiar. I am Tyler Hubert. I'm going to be hosting this episode, and I can't say alongside Freya Watson. She's joining us over the phone. It is a wet, slippery, icy day here in Tremont, and I have tried to brave the elements and drive in. I'm fortunate enough to be by the interstate. Freya, not as much, so she's probably made the wise decision to stay home um, today, but she is over the phone. Freya, how are you? I am doing well. Yeah, I got to uh, watch a nice show this morning. Trying, my neighbor is trying to get out of our private gravel road <laughs> that's kind of on a hill. So it's it's been entertaining. And you saw but that. I have, you saw that and yeah. said, "Nope." I yes, that was that was my thought. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we are joined in studio today by Jack Bartholomew and Melissa Moore, and they are from Bottom Line Solutions out of Morton. Good morning. How are you guys? I am well. How are you? We can't complain here. Good morning. Good Thank morning. You for having me. Yeah, we're glad you guys braved the elements too to come down. We were um, also close to the interstate, so <laughs> we didn't just, have a lot of bad roads to to fight. So. I was just gonna say, you guys also get the same advantage I do. Uh, yeah, of, of getting to navigate some roads that have uh, thankfully been kind of cleared off. So, what's new? What's going on at the dealership today? Today? Yeah. Well, we're trying to stay warm and dry. Yeah. So. Got a couple planters in the shop that we're finishing up. Um, brought some product in that we're uh, laying out for our projects out at customers' uh, places. Some of, uh, I think most of the rest of our work will be at somebody else's place other than our shop. But uh, things are looking really good, and we've got uh, plenty to do between now and planting. So. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely the, the common theme this time of year do you start to feel it more does the pressure kind of set in once uh, you turn the calendar a over yes answer that for you jack yes yeah seeing all the projects that need to be done and the timelines and then planner meetings monitor meetings trainings all those days start adding up and so the equation gets smaller and it's harder to imagine all of it getting done but it does it yeah. does every year i always feel like once we hit the first like couple weeks of training it's like Oh man, planting season is a ways off. It just started to get cold, right? And then you start to book out all the weeks and the holidays and stuff like that. And it's like, oh. Yeah, it creeps up real quick. You bet. Yeah, sometimes I'm not sure the whiteboard that has everything listed that needs to be done is a good idea because when I walk <laughs> by it and see it, it's a daily it's reminder, like, <laughs> hourly reminder. Yeah, we need a bigger whiteboard. It makes me think of like kids with their like so many days till Christmas calendar, except. It's a moving target for spring planting. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that day is getting earlier and earlier. Yeah. You know, to that yeah. point, from even from when I started, and we can probably thank Jason Webster a little bit for this, but, uh, you know, if the weather is decent enough, you know, we see a, a trend a lot more lately of guys doing early soybeans. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and that happens before corn planting. And so, yeah, exactly. I, you're right. I mean, I can remember a couple of years ago. Now, this happened and then it got pretty cold, but. I can remember taking some March phone calls of guys that were oh, doing yeah. early soybeans. Yep. We had about a week or two where it was like 50s, 60s, mm -hmm. and then it got cold, and then corn planting happened toward the end of April. But, yeah, yeah that's a that's a thing. That's yeah, a trend. It, it very much is. Yeah. 
Which Melissa and point. sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I just said it, and it puts us all on point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melissa and Jack are here because we want to talk with them about what it looks like at their dealership to conduct really and and I think broadly an effective shop meeting. But we, what we really want to talk about today is like planter meetings, and so. I think the first question that I have, what I want to give you guys kind of the floor to do is talk about, I guess, the, the customer events that you guys kind of have through the year. Now, this time of year, I think it's late February, you do have what, what you guys refer to as a planter clinic, right? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. Can you start there? What is that event? What does that look like? Um, it's a two-day event. Um, we do it on the third Tuesday, Wednesday in February. Um, our approach has been we, as a team, kind of come up for six months prior to that date. What are we going to talk about? What's our agenda going to be? Kind of just dialoguing through what that vision will look like. Um, and then between the three, all of us, we just kind of brainstorm who do we want to speak. And then, honestly, that's when I reach out. Um, you have to reach out early to get speakers, um, calendars, book up quick. And so that is the approach as far as the developing of the meeting um, we are true to having a meeting every year um, as far as a planter meeting. We also do a, man, a monitor 2020 training, training. meeting as well. Um, and we promote that during that um, annual planter meeting. Um, gives us an opportunity to get that information out to our customers at that time as well. So, so you got yeah. you got a planter clinic coming up at the end of February. Monitor clinics happen after that. In yeah. March, generally. Yeah. What what You were talking about uh, August. You guys have an event as well. It started as another meeting with uh, a, a program with speakers and, and some kind of an educational thing um, in August, always the first Tuesday of August, first Tuesday of August. And then um, as COVID hit and things got kind of strange, we decided that uh, we switched that one more to an open house event and actually had the doors open and had products outside and people could stay distanced from each other if need be um and we've continued to do that one but more as a customer appreciation okay um and and truthfully that first one we had was the biggest mm -hmm. one day attendance thing we've ever had um for people coming out and seeing us and yep and i would have to say our planner meetings and our open house meetings, we've always approached it that um, having all of our vendors available um, gives our customers an opportunity to speak to them um, with no pressure. Um, and I'm a big one for networking. Um, I struggle with um, having an agenda and having only a 15 minute break because the vibe of all of your customers visiting with one another is so powerful. I mean, they... I mean, they do the selling or, I mean, I'm not really, we're, we just don't approach it as a selling opportunity. We sell it as an educational component time. And it is really an opportunity for fellow customers to network. And it is, so we have really even grown those breaks to be a little bit longer. So they are able to, to navigate network. the, yeah, network with the, the your peers, um, I mean, where can you go that you are amongst the cream of the crop of customers that can network with one another? Um, they're like-minded, so it's just an opportunity to really elevate that. We've been very blessed um, from our vendor standpoint to, we, we almost set it up as a, a trade show type 
format on the outside ring where every vendor that wants to attend will have a booth or a table and bring product or whatever um, so that our customers can visit with them during these breaks. Um, And uh, most of them are, they are very willing to come and even spend two days to, you know, for those opportunities to talk one-on-one with some of our customers. And, I mean, the value of having a planner meeting is your customers are coming in and looking at you for expert advice. How can you elevate your operation? And that is what we have been able to do is provide that education. Um, Does that create sales conversations? Absolutely. Absolutely. it, it just creates all types of conversations. Um, how can I change up my sprayer? How can I change up my planner? How, you know, what can I do? What is the best path? Cause there is so many different options out there that creating a plan for them is really helpful. And it, you plant a seed and you see it grow. So it's kind of neat to see that all come to fruition. So. And I, I think the format with it being a larger group gets some people to come and find out who we are that are inquisitive or may not know as much about us, um, you know, and not want to be on a one-on-one situation, but know that they can come as a group, you know, in a big group and kind of hide or stay back out of the way. And Do you feel like you do anything special? Like if it is a first-time person that maybe hasn't come before, maybe they feel it might get salesy, but they, they don't know. Um, is there a strategy or a way that you kind of try to phrase this to them that you feel like kind of gets them past the, no, this is, this is not what that is. Well, when you're talking to me, I am all about educating. So, I mean, I really, I, I point blank to say, this is not a sales meeting. It is education. Just come and see who we are, what we're all about, you know, having the service ambulance or the service truck available, just seeing who we are as people that, cultivate bottom line solutions and that's what I think we do only have one door open and we have a forced entrance so that we can see everybody that's coming in and kind of do the the personal greeting hand them their name tag at that point yeah so everybody that walks in the door gets a greeting and we do do name tags um so how I do the registration process um do you want to go that direction with how yeah. I go about doing that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, so I start the whole cycle that I do. Um, I don't like using I. That we do um, is we send out an email 30 days prior to the meeting. That is your first email contact is a here we're having our meeting. This is. Before you go too deep into that, how do you generate the list of who that goes to? Like it, I'm assuming that there's like an invite list that gets that 30 days out invitation is this anybody who's who's come to an event and given you an email purchased from you guys before and now it's a list serve this is a list of anybody and everybody that we've ever touched okay um, whether they've bought something from us whether they've contacted us if I have received contact information whether that's an email phone number they are receiving our our invitation um, so the initial contact would be an email invitation, um, just highlighting what's basically why should you attend. And then um, I sprinkle social media through that for 30 days, Um, really try to highlight who our speakers are, what their background is, what they're going to be talking about, really showing the value of our speakers. Um, 
So once we've done that, and then they get a paper email or paper um, invitation two weeks. So they should have it two weeks prior to the meeting. Um, and I have found that to be key. Um, if you go too, I always felt like if you go too soon, they're going to forget about it. If you go too last minute, there's not enough time for planning. So two weeks and, is a sweet spot. And that paper invite's more like a postcard type yeah. of a yep, front and very back. colorful visual. Yep. And on that um, invitation is a place where you can RSVP online, call me, text, and that's those touch points. Okay. Um that we do. Um, and then we use constant contact for our registration platform. Um, since we do two days, this registration platform allows that to happen, that you can actually select where your customers are coming first day, second day type of a thing. So that's a good point that you bring up too. I, I want to highlight. It's not a two days. Um, it's the same content both days. Yeah, sure. same yes. agenda. It's not a two-day total event. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you provided that clarification. Yeah. Um, we originally had started, which I think Jack maybe had mentioned that, um, we had started out as a very um, the basic farmer. First day, second day was your SRM um, mentality. Well, since that has kind of become a little grayed out, um, now we do the same agenda both days. Um, which has been really great. To be honest with you, it gives us the opportunity, since there's only what, three, four of us, to be able to touch point our customers. So you get that many in there. You want everybody to feel thank you and special for coming. And so it's given us the opportunity to be able to have those conversations. Um, I mean, instead of having 300 people there on one day, you, you, you spread it out to a little bit more manageable numbers. It seems like you guys make this a big focus to be a lot more relational, Absolutely. And educational than. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Our, our, our whole business is on relationships. Yeah, our customers That's, are not just customers. They are friends, and I we generally want the best for them. How do you f go about thinking through, this is speaking specifically for the planner clinic, how do you th go through thinking about who you're going to invite and who's going to speak? What's kind of your logic <laughs> there? So you're talking on the speaking side. Yeah. Well, because as well as having vendors there to ask questions during breaks, you guys do have... Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. We've done a variety. Um, obviously, we have precision planting come. Um, we generally have our rep speak. Um, and then we've had, like, Jason Webster, PTI, come in and speak. We also mm -hmm. tried to provide a little bit of dimension. So we've done a variety of things. Um, we've had a meteorologist come in. We've had um, a farmhand app um, they were developing it, and we had them come in and speak. Cool. Um, we, yeah, we've just done... Agronomists. Uh, yeah. I mean, yep. try to make it educational. Um, yeah, we had Marco come in. And um, succession planning, um, um, prior to Scott passing away, um, it was became a real deal for us at a succession plan. And so, I mean, that's a subject matter that we've discussed. So we try to keep the subjects very relevant, okay. um, things that are important to our customers and um, really to see value there. Um, I mean, this is our opportunity to have our customers in front of us. It's a time for us to pump them up for planting season and let them know how we're going to be there for them. And um, I mean, it just really is that in a nutshell. So I think that was a really good comment around trying to stay relevant. It, is that maybe relevance, not the but current, mm -hmm. right? Trying Correct. To think through. Yep. Um, I want to provide a little context here just real quick to one of the comments you made. 
Scott Burroughs oh. was the founder of Bottom Line, Bottom Line Solutions. Okay. Unfortunately, Scott passed a couple years ago, but I just, beings that Jack and Melissa yeah. are here, I wanted to provide some context. Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah it's hard to believe, Scott. It's going to be almost four years, or will be four years um, in May. May. Yep. But just time flies. Give, yeah, give everybody no, a little I appreciate that. that. I kind of forget that. that not everybody doesn't know Scott Burroughs, so right. <laughs> that's good to know that. Right. Right. Um, um, so, I think what I wanted to dive into a little bit more there too, I'm guessing that you kind of answered this. What do you feel like your, your growers find the most value in? Oh my, I think they, I think it's a variety. I think it, it is interesting because for yeah. the last several years we have left um, survey. survey sheets for them to fill in and drop off. And it's, it, it's, it's very interesting and diverse. It's not it always one thing that is some people like part of it, but then there's another group that didn't like that same thing. So it, it, it's kind of interesting to read it through is. and we enjoy reading them yeah. afterwards. Um, it, that's a difficult one. And we struggle at topics and speakers that try to keep people coming back mm-hmm. to visit us. I just, I really do think our customers see value in education. I mean, generally speaking, when I hear somebody not coming to our meetings is I don't do meetings. It's not that I don't want to be here and I don't want to hear what you have to say. I just, I'm not a, a meeting person. So um, we, we do tend to get better feedback from like even, yeah. I think Aaron Herman was a great one we had one year from precision doing mm-hmm. some fertilizer, some more information on the studies that were done. And uh, the Jason Webster's where you're dealing with data and testing. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those seem to be good uh, topics for people to, to be interested in. It sounds like the diversity that, that you guys have every year in, in subject matter and education just sounds, like that, that could be part of like a reason that I would come back like every year. It's not just the data points and like Jason Webster are people talking about research is probably the most relevant, but having like having a, a meteorologist, I think was that last year? Uh, it's, been a, it's, it's been a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, we do try to keep it fresh. Yeah. That's really interesting to me that it, it is expands past equipment, just equipment and just agronomy. Right. And I, I, I mean, kind of touch upon that for you. Um, that was, we did pay for that speaker. We okay. don't generally like to do that just because I, f- I don't know. I'm cheap, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <I'm candidly. laughs> um, everything the whole touches, event costs a lot of money. Yeah, everything so touches my bottom line, so it's like I'm a little bit uh, touchy when it comes yeah. to that. But bringing that up, I mean, that's something. Don't be afraid to ask your vendors to be sponsors. Um, they are generous out there. You just have to ask. They're not going to voluntarily give that to you, but we are very fortunate to that's have good good support from our vendors so that's something to keep in mind for those that are listening that are trying to plan that don't be afraid to do that so yeah we've we we get quite a bit of money back from vendors to sponsor donuts or lunch or and um sorry but i i do have to lean on my resources and and scott burroughs um his big thing was always 
If you have somebody come and you're educating them, they are forever your customer. There is going to be a payoff. Might not be this year, but it will pay off. So you just got to remember that too in the back of your head that um, you're planting those seeds to those new customers. Yep. So, oh, so. it ties in with all the advertising. It's yeah. it's how often they hear your name, mm-hmm. see you. Yep. Yeah, Brand, so. branding, branding, um, bottom line solutions. I mean, I just think it's important that any vendors or any dealers need to be van- branding their their name. So I, I think it's funny too because I mean we look at survey feedback from training here in product support, I, and, I, and I know other departments do too from various events. But to your point, Jack, you could have somebody in a survey that loves this class, doesn't like this class, and then the guy right next to him said he loved the class the other guy hated. So I think it is just like, because we really rack our brains a lot about how do we provide value through the whole two days to everybody, Absolutely. which is good to strive for, but I don't think you should let it get in the way of moving forward the, with the event, right? Right. So we still, you know, you can still have somebody that values the event, sees the value in coming, but maybe there is a class or two that they found very relevant for them. The others, not so much. Maybe they learned something, mm-hmm. but I, I think you just don't want to get yourself into how do I provide nine hours of, of perfect new right. content for everybody. Right. Is, right. Yeah. And we have tried and we haven't been super successful with it, but as far as like revamping it and like having breakouts, I mean, we've, we've dialogued about that. How do we go about doing that? How can we do that? Logistically, how do you do it? So it's, it's, I mean, we have tried to think of new ways of doing things and we've, have one-offs but um as a rule i would say we've just kind of stuck with what has worked and um we've been successful with it i think has there been anything that you've tried that was just like nope that's that didn't work not do that again (laughs) maybe one speaker one time (laughs) oh yeah 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 i kind of felt like a name came up just now in both your no 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 (laughs) yeah we won't go there yeah we definitely won't go there but uh, yeah we we had to pull the the hook on on him for the second day because it was like oh my that was not good so there's an example of try to have know who your speakers are before they good yeah because this is a podcast just for everybody here in studio there was a look on both Melissa and Jack's face <laughs> that I, I knew there was a name that came to both of their minds simultaneously here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, what, for the planner clinic side, what has been the value to you guys? I think you've kind of answered this a little bit, but I want to give you the floor to make sure that, that you get all of this answer kind of off your chest and out there. Um, obviously, there is a sales element to this. We do hope well, that through education, yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest value is that they partner right with your business, right? right. Those relationships right. start to form, but you, you do run a business and there is a hope that in the future they would buy for you. I think right. Scott's point is great. It may not be in the next six months, mm-hmm. uh, but down the road, what else have you guys seen that has been a value to your business in doing planner clinics? I personally think it's the whole trust factor. I mean, they trust who we are. They trust we have their best interest their operation in mind. Um, so, I mean, for me, that's the side of the equation. Jack's answer may be different, but that our customers trust us and having them come to our meetings and seeing how we are out here for their best interest. And we aren't just willy-nilly trying to sell them stuff. I mean, we are looking out for their best interest. I mean, there's been, so yeah, that's, the, that's it. The newer people, the new people that don't know us, I, it, bring some legitimacy to it, um, it, that comfort level of some kind. 
And I think from these, I mean, we have a lot of, after our meeting, the, the spring or the February meeting, we end up with a lot of one-on-one visits set up later that somebody will come back and want to talk in more depth about something they saw in the shop. Or we always try to have at least one planter in there that we've just revamped. And uh, it brings up one-on-one conversations. How do you feel? Do you feel it helps from a service standpoint? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because we'll lay out the biggest hiccups from last year and throw them at them early. You start in February and say, hey, if you want us to come out and look at your planters or if you want us to be part of making sure you're ready to go to the field, you know, don't wait till the last minute. Let's, you know. So we throw some things at them, some things that we felt were problems last spring. Hey, have you had your meters run yet? Do we need to get those? So it's a good platform for us to lay out the monitor meetings, make them think about their planter, their meters. Um, and also talk to us. I mean, have them have an understanding because with the whole COVID thing, you know, the, the supply chain thing was an issue. Gave us an opportunity to kind of visit mm-hmm. on that as well. That's a good point. Just really um, – it gave us an opportunity to communicate to our customers almost as a mass type of a thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Generally the first half hour is a thank you and kind of the highlights and, and, you know, updates to what's been going on at, with us. And I think people want to know a little bit about that too. And I think it's good to hit on too, that I can envision because I'm, I'm this way myself that, there can be this idea or thought of like, I, I, well, we can't stop to have a planner clinic, but we're, I'm too busy. Hmm. We're just too busy. But I think that potentially that there can be ill effects of that then in the spring season, right? That, that, that absolutely could lead to an increased call volume that, and I don't think we can stop now. I think it would, you know, there'd be more questions if we stopped having one now. So. But I agree with you. I mean, the mon- between the monitor and the planner meeting, there are times that Jack and Justin both take to educate the customer on these are the things to be looking for. These are the things to do. So, yes, most certainly it helps on the call volume. Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, I want to shift there. Let's now talk in terms of the monitor clinic. Um, what's, what's the days? Do you break up your groups by running a certain subset of products, certain monitor? Take, yeah, take me the, through kind of the prep process of a monitor. We've clinic. narrowed it down to two, uh, the half days. So in the morning, we'll do Gen 1, Gen 2, and then in the afternoon, we'll do Gen 3. Um, and that's three or four hours on each. Um, and our, our rep comes in and helps us with that. And a lot of power strips and a lot of uh, a lot of drop cords laying all over the floor and and then it's it's like a classroom. I yeah. mean, guys come in, they push buttons and updating software, and it is just like a classroom. And we did a little bit of SRM training last year, which was okay. You know, kind of again prepped, troubleshooting. Yeah, kind of prepped the the customer to be able to kind of one hundred one SRM one hundred one yeah. type of a thing. So yeah. So I like that you've tried some different things, too, in the monitor clinics. This may feel like a redundant question, but again, this is something I'm hoping to be an emphasis in this episode. What do you guys feel has been the value of having the monitor clinics? I I think it's cut down significantly on phone calls, at least on startup day. Um, There's still phone calls, but it gets rid of some of the early ones, uh, you know, 
gets them back in touch with something they haven't touched for almost a year or 11 months or whatever it's been. So I, It's like riding a bike again. I dread setting up for it, but I think in the end it's worth it from the amount of time it saves once spring gets in and going. Do you sit down and just look at like what are your what are your common calls that you get that can be knocked out to say okay here's our top ten if if we can get our customers to do one two three four five six seven eight nine ten before they call us we'll cut down on calls what, like or or what do you what is your logic Jack of going through and this is what I'm going to show them <laughs> and yes it is there there's five really you know kind of you've got to do this, make sure you have the right field selected. All your products are in enabled, not disabled. And some of those, and there could be a, a, a cue card for most people, but then there's so many variations that you need almost a cheat sheet for each customer sometimes. And, and we have started making a few for certain customers that need the the reminders i love the personal touch um (laughs) yeah it depends yeah you there's different levels (laughs) but yeah i i do think i i think the time there is worth it from a a later point when we're getting ready to start planting they at least remember some of the things from there and it cuts down a few phone calls you guys have found usually do the the monitor clinics in march yeah usually at the latter part of march we do it yep um, in the morning, like Jack said, Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3 afternoon. Um, and it helps to have somebody that's really been into Christmas, so they have the, the strips, the electrical strips. Power strips <laughs> and drop cords. I have ton, tons and tons of power strips yeah, and so drop that, cords. That is huge help because everybody then has power, and it's just very easy. Has a monitor right in front of them. Yep. So, have you found, like, that kind of date range is it keeps it, fresh enough in their mind than when they actually do plant, but it's not so late that they are concerned about getting the planter out exactly. and we're interfering with it. Okay. It's another great time to tell them to get their planter out and get it ready. Yep. Um, don't wait. Just because it worked when you put it away last season yep. does mean it's going to work mm. when you get it out this season. Mm-hmm. And I have to say having the 110 adapters, I mean, it's actually cultivated those customers hey maybe this would be helpful for me to get one of these and kind of tinker around in my office so i mean that's another point to it as well that they didn't even realize they could do that kind of thing so. i love that idea especially when we talk about like postseason data yes. analysis how how handy that is to take yeah. the monitor out well melissa puts yeah. a little price tag on every one of them and you can take it home with you if you if you want so they're it. they're all tagged i love it very good <laughs> Um, and the sirens go off when you walk through the door and you don't pay for There's a cutout of Melissa that jumps out. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Did you pay for that? <laughs> so a couple other things that I've I've got written down here in my notes. Melissa, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you credit for this. And I'm you know, I am guessing Jack was probably there. I just remember you being there. But the one of the first couple of years that we had customers out to the PTI farm, I remember you being there walking people through and, and I think we had folks in product support there kind of ushering customers along. But I remember you being there with a group of bottom line customers, being with them all day, and each one of them had name tags. I'm frankly not sure at that time if we were printing name tags out right. there or not. Shame on me. I should I should probably remember that. But what I'm getting at there is what are the things that you guys feel like you have done that has provided an experience with these events that are – 
they maybe they feel like a detail, but you found kind of they go a long way to add that kind of personal touch. Yeah, definitely the name tags. Um, we have lanyards that have bottom line solutions on them, along with a little plastic um, case that you slide the name tags in. The name is on the front and the back, so if it flips over, um, which are very helpful during our meetings um, for not just us as employees at Bottom Line Solutions, but as well as like our vendors, when they're talking to our customers and they have a question, they see their name, they jot it down, then we can follow up. It's just, it provides, and as well as there's been times when customers like, I think I know who that is, and they've even used the the name tag. So Mm. it definitely, everybody gets a name tag that walks into our meetings. Um, We do recycle those name tags. Um, so at first it can be a little bit time consuming, but after a while they, it just pays off. So, and the double sided is amazing because there's a lot of times that somebody new and I may not know who it is, or I may wonder if I know who it is. And just to have that name before you walk up to the conversation or when they're asking you something or it triggers it. So you can almost guarantee on a lanyard, it's going to get be the yep. wrong way. It's exactly. Exactly. And again, like I said, the lanyard we have, um, we have bottom line solutions on them. So they are branded with us. Um, so we were doing that at uh, winter conference as well. Um, as well as PTI, we were doing that for our customers. So, and originally I had the QR code on the back with their name. So all they had to do was just flash that and that's how they were getting themselves into things. So, cool. Yeah, so. I think one thing that stuck out to me from this interview is that maybe the first couple times you guys do this or the first couple of years you do this, it, it probably is going to take a little bit longer to, to, to get the lanyards, right, to print the name tags mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But then year over year, once you've kind of got a system, how quickly you can kind of yeah reproduce this event. Absolutely. Put them in alphabetical order, pull their names, voila, and then if anybody that's new, you just make them and it's a fraction of the time. So. And it just creates a nice presentation when they walk in. Their name tags are there. You get, you find them, you hand them to them, you welcome them, you greet them, enjoy their day. So, yeah, no, it's... And we've been doing long enough. We got the shop set up for it and certain benches and tables on wheels that, you know, for the greeting and all the different things, everything, you know, it it's, uh, takes some time to get the shop ready for it. It takes a couple of days to get the shop ready only takes two hours somehow to tear it all down, but <laughs> takes a couple of days to get ready. You mentioned the shop. The other note that I have written down here is if there is anything from like a best practices or logistics standpoint that you try to do because you feel like it's, hey, it's removed distractions. It, it keeps their attention in the right place. It makes for a better experience. Are there any other like best practice type of things that you would pass on? We have a screen that comes down from the top of our building. We set it so the lights are down. So it is a, you're here. We also have black curtains go behind it so there is no distraction for lights coming in. We cover um, all the windows. All and, the windows are closed. And everything, and so they're really. It, it is all about the focus of who we are there that day. Um, and our vendors we put them on the sides and behind them. So in front of them is really our speakers and cases of e-flow. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's when we, uh, we run an e-flow special. So I do think it's very important. We, we have gotten the habit of only having one entry door uh, that is unlocked 
to funnel everybody in so that uh, Melissa can do the personal experience or somebody. We, we usually bring in some extra help for the event, but a greeter that greets everybody, gets them their name tag, and, and makes them put them on. Put them on and mm. and that, that first greeting just makes sure that nobody sneaks in on us. So. And it, it is, I mean, it, I might sound really silly, but everybody has a name tag on, and if you do walk in and get missed, I seek them out and I hand it to them and, and let them know how important they are and appreciate them coming, and here is their name tag. So, so. Um, also something else that I think that has been helpful for our meeting time is that we do do the same time frame every year. So in February, it's always the third Tuesday, Wednesday of the month. And so our customers remember that that is the time that bottom line solutions is going to have their annual planner meeting. Um, and then our open house is always the first Tuesday, uh, in August. So I, it, I love it, that when Jack brought yeah. up the August meeting. In the beginning of the conversation, I don't know if we were recording for this or not. Yeah, he said at some time in the beginning of August, and you chimed in right away and said <laughs> first Tuesday. First Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I and that's something that's gotten flushed out in time, and now I feel really good that we've got it fine tuned because there is other events conflicts. going on. Yes, exactly, and we have had a couple of conflicts that our customers were going to their financial advisor meetings and that was the same time as ours and it's like i understand that they need to go to that one too so we have respectfully picked our own dates and uh, they kind of stay in their lane we stay in our lane and then it's success for both and, and melissa has even communicated with some of the people that mm -hmm. have meetings in our area on similar dates in a nice way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's, I don't want to miss out on an opportunity. There's only this one time a year, you know? So it's like yeah. I want to make sure that we are captivating our customers completely. So I like it. If I could just get them not to go on vacation, now that would be the next thing. Because that is. <laughs> uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Florida farmers. Yeah, at, uh, in February. In February. Yeah. Yeah. You, maybe you start uh, bringing in like a little pool of beach sand or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah. um, and we have, um, that kind of maybe kicks the door a little bit. Um, we have done Facebook Live on our events okay. for our customers. Um, it can be a little cumbersome. But we have done that a couple of times. Limited success. Yeah, limit. Yeah, yeah. It, it it because it is a time. I mean, it's time that's focused on people that are not there, but yet maybe they're bring you're bringing value to them. So, it's it's something that we've entertained. Okay, got it, Jack. I'm. This is backtracking a little bit, but from a monitor clinic standpoint, what do you feel has been the most effective? Is there any one thing that you cover or do that you feel like we this is a non-negotiable. We, we got to do this every year. I'm thinking like topic to cover, I guess. I, I Truly just f having them there with their monitor is, and getting used to pushing the buttons again, it, it's, it really is time savings later. Um, software updates and things like that. Yeah, that helps too. Yeah. Got us in trouble one year pretty good, but... <laughs> live and learn but uh yeah no i just i think just that and them feeling comfortable enough to ask um yeah. you know melissa generally uh eric's doing his presentation up front and uh, justin myself melissa are helping one-on-one -on -one with somebody that might not have or missed a step or whatever so we bounce between tables and spend time with who needs help or you know we've 
recently we've had some new people to the Gen 3. So, you know, just being able to have a little one-on-one time ahead of, even though we're going to be there again before they plant, just that ability to, the more times we can visit it, the better it is. And I would have to say selfishly for me, it gives me exposure. I mean, I'm not on so much on the technical side, but I feel like I learn enough that I can help a customer with the basics and there's times when that has paid off. So Very much so. When even though that I am not in the field with the guys, I, I know enough to be able to help navigate a customer through. So. She fields a lot of phone calls and helps us that we don't have to call back sometimes. So. My saying is I'm enough to be dangerous, so I know enough. <laughs> it's funny, too, what you can kind of learn from osmosis. I, I think oh, you're yeah. – I'm even thinking about, like, there's been guys uh, uh, in support that have taken – uh, after hours phone calls on the weekends and stuff like that. And somebody will get put on speakerphone and say, oh, you know, you'll, you'll hear the customer say, oh, all the SRMs are red. And a spouse will speak up and say, what are the lights doing? It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just funny what you can, through repetition too. kind of like Absolutely. Yeah. Well, or, her, or us sitting in the same space talking mm-hmm. to somebody yeah. and she, she's listening along. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I love that. I love the dynamics of our office because of that reason is because I can kind of hear. And then it's as the seasons go by, I can like, okay, so that's kind of what's going on. So it's like, I'm able to kind of step in. You know what else I think growers really appreciate too is having somebody that wants to be helpful that, that I, I don't mind if you've got to like pause and ask a coworker or something like that. I, I I'd like to get the problem solved. You know what I mean? Is that, they welcome the collaboration yeah. uh, amongst your dealership. I think they appreciate that in product support too. I was going to say that's something you guys do very, very well. Is yeah, yeah. And I think I don't that, care that if you gotta I ask. think yeah. So I think that's why BLS is ha- that has been their success or a success story is because if we didn't know, we figured it out and got back to them. Or yeah, yeah. so for sure that is definitely a agree. What I like to do as we kind of wrap up an interview is just give you guys the floor. What I appreciate for both of you is as we've been going along and as we came in, you both had notes written down. So I want to give you guys the floor. Is there anything we forgot to say or that you wanted to mention that's still in your notes? I do not. I don't either. I feel like we touched everything. I was just really the timeline of the event. I think that is very important. Melissa, I want to make sure you brought this up too. What is the value of having employees reach out? in terms of getting people to sign up for events or reminding people of events. Okay, it is totally imperative. It's not it's not a me show, it is an us show. So every time that the guys I kind of just gently remind them as they're talking to people, don't forget to remind them about our meeting, um, put out there the dates, encourage them to reach out to me, get the information and then I RSVP or take care of the registration side of the equation. So and then I I mean, we're picking up the phones and calling and texting and it's not just the social media paper invite in the email. It is us picking up the phone, inviting our customers too. Um, it is all about relations, and life gets busy for them, and they sometimes miss things. So it's important to reach out to your customers. So. And while Justin and I are on the phone with customers, we're getting prodded to make sure we're we're asking them to come to our come to our event and see if they are available to come to our events. So. Well, it sounds like it's working. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. We've had we've had incredible turnouts. We are we are very very blessed. We with, are and with what happens. I like to even maybe say this really quick. I think it's exciting and I just mentioned it actually um, at the winter conference how many women you are seeing come to our events and to your event, um, which is exciting because 
there are women in ag that it's just neat to see that happening. Well, um, husbands and wives that are coming and father and, and daughters. Yes, um, yes, and yep. some younger uh, female people coming with uh, that are part of that, part yeah. of the technology, part of the. It's just exciting. It's exciting for me because you know, eleven years ago, you didn't really see that many, and it's really it's exciting for me. So I think that's a great point. I think it all goes back to too. It's it's more about the passion, not the person, right? Correct. Absolutely. Um, maybe the better way to say it, or maybe the different way to say it is, it, it you know, ag is a very male dominated. It is uh, sector. It's not about one gender it's about does the person have the passion yeah yeah and i i agree with that i think that's cool to see yeah it is it is so thank you for this opportunity thank you both very much for being here yeah this worked out really well yeah and uh jack you commented on the way in i think you're making the trip back to tremont the next three days the next three days yeah i'll be here four days this week the good news is for the next uh, three days, we're going to feed you a lot better than what we are okay. for you coming in okay. for the podcast. <laughs> Maybe you can grab a we'll piece grab of candy on the, the way front home. Desk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, did, I just hope that we brought value to um, all of your dealers out there and that um, elevate their their meetings from here on out. I think that absolutely can't wait happens. to hear the feedback. Yeah, me too, me too. No, I think this has been very beneficial. Again, I I thank you both very much for being here. It, uh, however, we can have people on is fantastic. The awesome thing is that you guys, ten or fifteen minutes away, I love when people can be here. Yeah, there is uh, something to be said about that. Yes. Now I, I know that's easier possible. to do here. So. That's not possible. It for is everybody, much better when you're actually. Yeah, sorry, Freya. That wasn't. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> this is. Okay. This I is, would agree with you though. Well, it's I, I, much better when you're there. We need to cut to break so I can pull my foot out of my mouth. That wasn't a. That wasn't <laughs> intended to. We need you safe though, not not. That's right. Exactly. In the ditch someplace. That's yeah. Exactly. Right. exactly. Yes. I take snow way over ice. Yeah. So yeah. unpredictable. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, keep it safe. You guys be safe on your drive back too. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Again, thank you both very much for being here. Thank you for the time. Uh, On behalf of Freya Watson and myself, thank you all so much for listening. We look forward to coming to you again next time on Smarter Every Season.